Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Welcome, Rich Klein. We're going to talk about Curly Neal, who just very, very recently passed away a couple days ago. Uh, but thanks to our sponsors, Tops Panini Upper Deck, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, and Huggins and Scott Auctions. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Rich. Rich, we're going to talk about Curly Neal, and then the broader conversation will be he's Fred, but always pretty much always known as Curly Neal, uh, one of the most famous uh, Harlem Globetrotters. So we're going to encompass uh, some treatment of uh, the Globetrotters as a collectible team and some of the other things that are going on just provoked by uh, Curly Neal, another guy that uh, passed away at, I think, 77. Again, that's just not very old, um, and I just remember him in his prime. So what, what are your recollections? Of Globetrotters you know, and, and about this, and I realized Curly Neal brought so much joy to so many people. You know, every year you would see the Globetrotters on at least one or two wide world of sports. They traveled constantly. They usually, about 99.8% of the time, beat New Jersey Generals with Red Klotz as their coach. <laughs> yeah. And I think Red Klotz is actually NBA yeah. player. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, they, and these guys on the Generals were good players. They weren't NBA players, right. but they were probably, you know, a level or two below them, probably a, level, a semi-pro players, you know. At but least they, good college players, sure. Yeah. I mean, they weren't a joke. They were, you know, they didn't get beat, you know, 100 to nothing. They, they, um, but again, the, the Globetrotters were the stars and, and uh, Curly Neal, I just don't remember seeing him without a smile. No, he, you know, and, and when you're talking about the smile, in a weird way, it reminds me of Dave Henderson. Have you ever seen a baseball card of Dave Henderson or even him on the field when he wasn't smiling? Curly Neal has that same type of vibe. He's brought joy to so many people, you know, around the world. I don't even think we realized how important the Globetrotters were in terms of what they did for America. You mean in like terms of positive publicity and societal uh, integration? Yeah, I mean, when you look at back, I mean, um, his Globetrotter career they said was from '63 to '85, uh, and basically those were uh, interesting years. I mean, the peak I think was in the '70s. You know, the, and so what was going on in America in those days? This was this was a uh, uh, you know, like you say, a positive effort to bring people together without uh, racial tension. Yeah, and I think that you know, and as I said, they were and the Globetrotters were a national brand. I mean, we have those clear cards. That there's like three or four different issues in the '70s. I always thought it was just one. Like I I don't realize it, but there were actually like of you know different colored backs. There's a set of 28 cards. There's the 84 card set, you know, and so these guys are forever immortalized in cards from that era, you know, where the Goose Tatums and Marcus Haynes and the, the ones who went before don't have as, you know, don't have nearly as many cards as these guys do. Well, Meadowlark Lemon was the, you know, the the big guy, I think, for in, of, uh, of Curly Neal's contemporaries. If you look up in the price guides and see that he's. He's then he's he's passed away just uh, a few years ago as well. But uh, but Curly Neal was the dribbling, uh, ball handling showman that was he was Steph Curry before there was a Steph Curry. Uh, I'd like to see those guys in a dribble off. <laughs> but uh, actually, Steph Curry has you know is 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 pretty amazing. But maybe his inspiration was Curly Neal. But some of his uh, dribbling uh, practice routine steps with two balls and all this kind of stuff is 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 pretty amazing. Well, you know, and, and I mentioned Marcus Haynes earlier, too, as well. You know, but think about Curly Neal. Curly Neal had to play second fiddle for all those years. And think about what it's like, even though he's as recognizable, if not more recognizable, because of the shaved head than Marcus, uh, than Metal Arc Lemon, that he is, you know, understands that he's going to be the second banana and is reasonably satisfied with that. 
you know, it's a good living. He, you know, he got to travel the world. He got to see places you and I will never see. He got to do things you and I will never do. It's a good life. It's a good life. And so, you know, it's one of the things, and I'm not, not down on current players. In fact, I think current players are, are really missing not being uh, on the court, especially basketball. But these, the basketball players that are the, the general managers or the coaches that uh, coddle players. I mean, if there's a legitimate reason to rest uh, an athlete in uh, his prime, you know, from a back-to-back, they should talk to Curly Neal. He he did, it was back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. He did 6,000 games in 22 years that he played. That's, that's basically six days a week. So it's, it's, uh, and, and, and he's on, you know, like you said, he's, if, I don't know that he'd be this, well, he'd be the second star. He's the, he's the co-star of an act where, uh, they're, they're, the eyes weren't on the Washington Generals. It, it was they weren't watching the guy that he was dribbling circles around, or uh, they were watching Curly Neal. And when it was his time to do his shtick, uh, all eyes were on him, and he, he and he came through. And he came through. You know, when I was in college, we had a point guard by the name of Altenberg, who became a superstar in England. He was five nine, and whenever Columbia had the lead with like two or three minutes to go in the game, they would give the ball to Altenberg. And Altenberg would literally dribble out the clock. Well, that's pre-shot clock. That's pre-shot clock. And he so could, he didn't need any four corners. He just he's dribbled the four out. corners with Altenberg. <laughs> Kurt Neal was the same way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you take any uh, political? Uh, you know, we're, you and I are not that political. I don't think so. And we, maybe Evan has some differences. But do you take anything that the Harlem Globetrotters wound up playing against the Washington Generals? You know that there was some. You know that the 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 Globetrotters were going against Washington D.C. or. Or is that just an artifact that Washington represented the, you know, the, the seat of government of our, our nation? But the Globetrotters always beat not the Brooklyn Generals, not the Wilmington Generals, not the Dallas Generals, but the Washington Generals. Right. But you could also say, hey, the Washington Generals is a tribute to General George Washington. And okay, uh, there you go. That's a positive, positive slant. I'll, I'll buy that. And, you know, and it's, it's a positive thing that, hey, we've got good people and we're a wonderful, you know, we're a good team and so are they. And, you know, the Washington, the, you know, General Washington led us through some really tough times. You know, we can't imagine what it was like living, you know, yeah. in the 1770s and 80s. But I can't imagine what that Valley Forge winter was like. Well, but Washington was a winner. He was a winner in the but winter. But he lost his first few battles. It okay, took him and he a persevered. while and he persevered. to become a winner. I mean, he got thrown out of the British Army yeah. because he did such a bad job yeah. for the British Army. And then he defeated the British Army. So, he hey, got, he got thank you, British Army. <laughs> yeah. And he walked away on top, which, again, yes. is one of his greatest uh, accomplishments. And Curly, uh, by the way, Curly uh, Neal, again, he was a completely head-shaven guy, which wasn't that much in vogue uh, at the time. And he was, do you remember Moe and Curly and Larry, the the, the, the Three Stooges? Yes, yeah, he's I remember them after, growing yes. up. He's named after them. And what, what you realize is that you, to be named after somebody, they had to go before you. And so I just remember the Three Stooges being – very, very popular in the in the fifties uh, uh, and sixties. And you know, Curly was not even the original third guy. It was Shep. No. Yes, but you know, Curly the great thing with Curly is he's the guy. They do the Curly Shuffle in nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Curly, Curly and, probably uh, was my favorite. So, and, you know, and when I was growing up, you know, in Pittsburgh and Chicago, where you grew up, you probably had different hosts. In New York, we had, I believe, it was Officer Joe Bolton holding. On channel on Pix Eleven, hosting the Three Stooges, and Officer Joe Bolton is obviously not an officer, but Joe Bolton actually announced New York Giants baseball games for a year in 1940. 
So I'll even bring it into sports. I would love to have a Joe Bolton Giants announcer item somewhere floating around just to know that such an interesting thing was possible. That'd be cool. Hey, let's get back to Sports Card Insights. Um, do you know, uh, and I, I looked this up, but you may have it on the tip of your tongue, but there's some very famous people that uh, that didn't just make cameos with the Globetrotters, but uh, you know actually appeared in games uh, and seasons with them. Uh, okay, so off the top of my head, Will Chamberlain played a season with them. Right. I believe both Fergie Jenkins and... Bob Gibson played for the Globetrotters. Right. Those are I won't say those are the, those are the easier ones because they're they're all tall guys. I mean, Will famously went to the Globetrotters first. Uh, Fergie and uh, Bob Gibson uh, were both uh, big guys, great athletes, and um, there's one more, one more well, baseball NBA Hall of Famer Connie Hawkins played yeah. for the Globetrotters right. while he was on suspension from the NBA until in the time between the American Basketball League and the American Basketball Association. Yep. You know, that. I think a really cool set, if you could work out the rights, would be the all-time Globetrotter set, where that you get some of these people, like a Chamberlain, like a Gibson, like a Jenkins, yes. like a Connie Hawkins. Well, and the one, that, the one that I had to look up is Lou Brock. Lou Brock, who is just was, I don't know that he would have been the dribbling guy because he, he wasn't that tall, uh, but he was super fast. So he played with them uh, some. Uh, I looked up in the OPG, you know, the Beckett uh, online price guide, and I was, I don't think I was shocked, but uh, there's only 108 different cards listed. And the total value is, you know, 1400 bucks. And again, I just think, could I corner the market? Could I get one of each? Well, it's, it's not like that. It'd be really hard. Uh, it's, you know, he's got they, they list 21 different autograph cards, 14 different memorabilia cards. Uh, those would be fun. I, I'm not aware of a player collector of uh, of Curly Neal, but that would be a, a reasonable worthy. Now, OK, last question. What do you regard as his uh, rookie card? He's got three different I, cards. I you mentioned two Harlem of them. I think the Harlem Globetrotter set from the set of 84. Well, no, 71, 72 yeah. is when I mean, the 84 is there, too. But it, I would regard it as 71, 72s. The 28-card Sugar Crisp Well, set? the Cocoa Puffs, yeah. Uh, and then the, the other one, the 84-card set that you mentioned, that's the easiest to find. But then there's this Phoenix Candy Box, which is the toughest thing. Again, 71, 72. I, I had it, again, I don't know that you got it for me, but, you know, again, one of our jaunts on the at the National uh, Convention. But uh, at one point, I had at least one of those boxes. It may have been Metterlock Lemon. It may have been Key Sauce or it could have been uh, Curly Neal. I don't, I don't remember, but... Uh, that's probably his best card from from an early year. I don't know if he has international cards. That'd be interesting. I haven't really, I haven't really. He probably has some cards we don't know about. Yeah. I didn't check the ComC database, but I'm sure he's got some interesting cards in our database. Right. Well, you know, one of the, uh, let's let's end on that note. I think there's, um, you know, when when somebody dies, there's sometimes a, a, a resurgence of interest, and uh, those are the places you can go. You go to Beckett Marketplace. You could go to uh, ComC. You could go to eBay. You could go to, uh, you know, well any place where cards are and I'm encouraging people to, uh, to uh, broaden your, your, uh, your, your platforms in this time when you have more time so that you can really get a full picture of what's out there. Cause if it's not available on ComC, not available on eBay, not available in the Beckett marketplace, then uh, that'd be very interesting. That sometimes means, you know, the card is tougher or the price is, is going up. So thanks Rich. Thanks listeners. Be back again tomorrow with another episode. Um, again, Curly uh, Neal, you're missed. Uh, you brought uh, delight and enjoyment to uh, actually generations. It was a, a real family-oriented thing. I went with my family. I went more than once to the Globetrotters. <laughs> you go every 10 years, and maybe the players change a little bit, and some of the tricks 
but it's 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 their dexterity was amazing. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> One of the, a few games where you don't really care what the score is. You just enjoy the game. So again, thanks, Rich. Thanks, listeners. Be back again tomorrow.